The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us, they were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken, was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he were going farther, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven, and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Moments ago, you asked God to grant you perpetual gladness and eternal joys. Because, as you recapped, he already raised up a fallen world and rescued you from the peril of everlasting death. And no sooner than you said your amen, your request 
had been granted. For I heard you singing, the Lord heard my voice, he inclined his ear to me. So apparently perpetual gladness and eternal joys are already yours, just as St. Luke says. And not just for your head either, but for your heart, the depths of your soul as well. Early in the evening of the first Easter day, two of our Lord's disciples bolted from their dinner table, knowing instinctively that they just had to return to Jerusalem as fast as they could run. Weren't our hearts burning within us, they said, while he was speaking to us on the road, while he was opening to us the scriptures? And run they did, and found the other disciples all gathered together, just like you and me. And before they could open their mouths and tell what had happened on the road and in the breaking of the bread, the others were telling them, the Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. So apparently they weren't the only ones whose hearts were burning with joy and delights. Only two weeks ago, we were gathered for the great vigil. When the paschal candle was lit, we prayed. And our prayer then is still our prayer now. In asking God's blessing on the new flame, our plea was that burning with desire for life with you, we might be found rightly prepared to share in the feast of light, which has no end. burning with desire for an eternal Easter, life with God. That's what the two on the Emmaus Road had been praying as well. Indeed, the thought had been on their minds relentlessly. For walking along with the as yet unrecognized Jesus, they said of him, we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. They had gone to Jerusalem for Passover, to be sure, but also because they knew Jesus would be there. And he was bigger in their hearts than the holiday. Their hope was that this Passover, this year, would give way to the eternal Passover from death to life because of Jesus, whom they had heard and touched and seen with burning hearts again and again and again. We had hoped. And as you have learned here, and so know from the Lord's Apostle, Hope does not disappoint, not if it's tied to Jesus. Nothing tied to Jesus ever goes to waste, including your hope, your burning desire for life with him always. 
Yes, I know you heard that the two disciples stood still, looking sad. But hadn't your Jesus said, for sure you'll be sad, but your sadness will turn to joy? Yes, there is suffering before glory, a real divine must of suffering. And with suffering, deep sadness, depths of despair, great grief, even lasting, remove this cup from me, haunting memories. But with Jesus, there is no sadness, no despair, no grief, no relentless recollection that will not also turn to joy. A joy that, as he taught you here, no one can take from you, ever. If only you give it your divine must, your spirit built, let it be. Such is your Savior's love, his Easter fiat for you. On your Emmaus road, which leads you, like Cleopas and friend, to the place where both the scriptures are opened and your eyes as well, leaving your hearts to burn anew from your Savior's real love of you. On the road of silence and deep sadness, leaving the Jerusalem where they had hoped in Jesus, the risen Lord showed himself in the scriptures by word of mouth alone, burning hearts without seeing. Later on, Luke will say of all the disciples that the Lord opened their mind to understand the scriptures. There is the risen Lord for you. Even the eleven and all the rest were ecstatic with only the word that he had appeared to Simon, an event which Luke never describes. So that it could be said, as Simon told you last Sunday, without having seen him, you love him. You trust him. You rejoice with an inexpressible and glorious joy. An amazing thing to love someone you've never seen, to trust him with your life, your soul, your all, to entrust your children to him, especially now the one that's lost the way and hope as well your dying mother, your country that's unraveling at the seams. Risen Jesus said he'd always be with you, and Luke tells you how. In the spoken word to which you respond, thanks be to God and praise to you, O Christ, and in the breaking of the bread and the lifting of the cup, a holy communion in everything that is Jesus. On the road, you heard, our Lord acted as if he were going farther, as if it were time to part company, say the goodbyes. 
for he won't force himself on you or your child or your dying mom or your country. Though there's never been an invitation he's ever turned down or a prayer he's refused to hear. So when Cleopas and friend insist, stay with us, it's getting late, he joins them, because that's what he likes to do, eat with tax collectors and sinners like you, no matter how late, how fast fallen the eventide. It's what got him crucified, of course, but that's his glory, to hang out with you, which is what he both came and was resurrected to do, and so does now, also with you. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen.